episode oh sorry you your lips were moving you were about to say something and i totally cut you off no no go ahead go ahead you go <laughs> what no now you're just not gonna say anything for the rest of the show all right i'm going solo today at this point maybe they don't even think you're even here <laughs> maybe they think i'm just i'm pretending that you're here and and that i'm just talking by myself all right well episode 74 here we go uh, of, of fill me in a crossword uh, plug past and uh, wow you really left me on the spot here here's the agenda uh, we have uh, uh, viewer mail <laughs> no okay we have fiction with Thomas Heilman we have the the Oracle with Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday puzzle and the Oracle. Uh, we have news about the Ark. All this and more as the the filming and orchestra plays for your enjoyment. Jag of the Hate. I think we just set the record for the longest amount of time you've talked once. Yeah. Without completely derailing. Right. I, that was impressive. I kept the show on the rails. That was impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank considering you. the rail, like it's attached to the rails. Well, yeah. Like but, a train. Right. But it didn't derail. It didn't derail. It's That's easy true. to derail a train. It's very easy to derail this show. Oh. You do it every week. Well, thank you. I can't believe you haven't yet. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. For those wondering, I I was here during that whole opening segment. I was about to speak when Ryan interrupted, and uh, And I apologized, and then you you punished me by not speaking at all. Was it really punishment? It was something. You got to talk uninterrupted for like a minute and a half. I did. And I have to say, I was impressed. Well, thank you. Yeah. Never let it happen again. (laughs) Viewer mail... Opening it up. We uh, received only one viewer mail this week, but we have a lost viewer mail. Yeah, we have. So we're going to do one fresh viewer mail. And one. Fresh as in new. And then we're going to do one fresh as in rancid because it's old <laughs> viewer mail. So it's, it's they're both fresh. They are both Too fresh. fresh in different ways. Yes. How many different ways are there to be fresh? You can fresh. also like sass your parents. That's being fresh. You can sass your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being fresh. I yeah. heard that a lot as a kid. Uh, you can be, you can, you can tweak somebody's tushy. That's fresh? That's being fresh. Oh, yeah, I guess it is, sure. Then you get slapped. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's... Uh, you can be fresh on the Rotten Tomatoes uh, website. What does that mean? It means that the movie is good. Really? It means that... Oh, as opposed to rotten. Right. Uh-huh. But right. fresh can also mean rotten. Yes, but it. But as, as if, I, if I say a movie is fresh on a tomato meter, when I say that to my wife, yeah. she will say, oh, interesting, well, why don't you go see it? Well... Does the word fresh does it, seem, does it seem to have lost all meaning at this point? <laughs> it's like, like tartlet. tartlet. Yes. <laughs> the one episode of Friends I've seen. Yep. So our, our our newer fresh viewer mail comes to us from John Delphin. John, I don't need no stinking nickname, Delphin. Yes. Uh, John uh, really wants to make sure we keep talking about Vassar. Yes. We, and, the, yep. the, the, the conflict was whether or not Vassar has a good drama program. Right, because Andrea Carla Michaels degraded it. Because Andrea Carla Michaels... Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Peter Gordon had to clarify <laughs> how we do Andrea's nickname. <laughs> Apparently, we were doing it wrong. Right. I think it was... The That's un- of your mail we're not going to read. Yes. It's the one in which Peter told us we were doing it wrong. I think it was the nickname equivalent of a balk. <laughs> so I think we have to send all the viewers up a base. Yeah, I think we do. Excellent. Who was on third? 
Uh, I believe Barry C. Silk. So he's just scored a run. Barry C. Silk. Congratulations, Barry. Yes. The Phillies are up one to nothing. <laughs> uh, so Andrea had uh, made, told us a story, and she referenced Vassar in sort of a it has a crappy drama department kind of way, right? And so we didn't know. And John Delphin apparently has very very strong opinions. Did John Delphin go to Vassar? I'm not sure if I he did. I can't remember that part of the story. I'm not sure. John Delphin, well, did you I'm go to Vassar? Mike Nothnagel. Did John Delphin oh, yeah. go to Vassar? See, that's how it works. That's yeah, right. that's how it works. So John uh, wants us to know that there were a number of quality. Uh, actors who were alums of Vassar. Yes. And so he told us about uh, Anne Hathaway, who yes. attended, and she is an Academy Award-nominated actress. I don't believe she graduated, but she attended. No, but she was there for a little while, yes. and then she became a movie star. Yes. She has the largest eyes ever. She has doe eyes. I think she's kind of creepy looking. A little bit. Uh, Lisa Kudrow from Friends. You yes. may not have seen her. She might not have been in that one episode. And I believe he said that she was a chem major. Oh, okay. Lisa Kudrow is also like fluent in French. She seems very smart. She's. I think, in fact, her husband is French. Like, I think she lives in France. Half is the she time. married to Gerard Depardieu? I think she's married to Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Depardieu. Uh, Justin Long uh, yes. went to Vassar. Now, Justin Long. Uh, I don't know whether he listens to the show, but Justin Long's brother, Damien Long, is a friend of mine. Really? Yeah. Damien Long. I know he reads our blog, or at least he reads the posts that we import to Facebook because uh-huh. he leaves comments sometimes on the Facebook versions of the posts. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. think we've talked about him before. It's possible. I did uh, some Summerstock Theater with Damien Long a number of years ago. Yes. He was in a production of Guys and Dolls that I did. And uh, Sky Masterson. He was not Sky Masterson. Uh, he might have played Harry the Horse. I don't remember exactly who he played. Damien, okay. who did you play in Guys and Dolls? Mike Nothnagel. Really who did Damien <laughs> Long play in uh, uh, But Damien's a crossword solver, and I think he's a school teacher. He's a very nice guy. Uh, he did not go to Vassar, but apparently his brother Justin <laughs> did. Apparently did. Uh, Justin, of course, was in, uh, what was he in? He's been in some movies. He's been a Mac. He oh, he's a in, Mac in the commercials. He was in Drag Me to Hell, which was a great movie. He was in Jeepers Creepers, which honestly was a horrible movie. Was it better than The Mist? It was not better than The Mist. Oh, interesting. No. But he was in Galaxy Quest, which was a fantastic movie. He was movie. in Galaxy yeah. Quest, yes. That's, that was sort of, I think, his breakthrough, notice me, I'm a good actor kind of role. And Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard with a... With he was in the fourth one. Die right? Hard for America. Die Hard for America. I can't remember I what it was so. called. Anyway, continuing on, uh, Lisa Zane went to Vassar. Apparently she's Billy Zane's sister. Yes. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know that what that means, <laughs> well, but I don't know why that's interesting. Why is that important? Uh, Billy I, Zane, I think, is kind of weird. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's important because it, his next paragraph references her, so that's why I kept oh, it. Oh, then, then John goes on to say, I wish I'd seen this list before I found myself accompanying Justin Long and Lisa Zane on separate occasions. Would have made for good small talk. And if memory serves, Lisa Kudrow was a chem major. Wow. He re- John remembered that all the way from a minute and a half ago when you said it. Wow. Wow. So now I think John Delphin did go to Vassar. Because I think he would have, it would have been something that's good small talk. Yes, but John Delphin is at least older than Justin Long to the point that he and Justin would not have been no, they, at the same but time. But they could have said, oh, did you ever hang out at the, the pizza parlor down on 5th and 9th? Oh, I thought maybe the small talk would have been, so Vassar has a mediocre theater department, <laughs> oh, huh? Oh, right. That and you went it. there? Sucker. You know what I find myself mispronouncing? <laughs> what else? Accompanist. Do people mispronounce that when they come in and they call it? Do they say accompanist? A, yeah, do they I say hate that. accompanist? Oh, because that's not right. No, it's accompanist. You know what else I mispronounce? Uh, I'm about to mispronounce it. Revelant. Relevant. 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 See, I don't know. I, relevant. Relevant. But I. I don't think re- revelant. I don't know if that's even a word. It's not a word. Revenant is a word with an N. What does that mean? I don't know. 
But Reven- Revelant. Reverent. I'll is a word. mispronounce relevant as revelant because that sounds like a word. Yeah, revelant? Yeah. Mike Nothnagel, what does revelant mean? You know what else I mispronounce? What? Cavalry. <laughs> okay. I, I, in my head, when I'm reading a book that has the word cavalry in it, I mispronounce it in my head, Calvary. Calvary? And it irritates me, and I don't like to read books that have the word cavalry in it. Okay. So I don't read a lot of, of like, the F Troop novelizations. I don't read those. <laughs> <laughs> this has been uh, episode one of Words Ryan Can't Say. Oh, bother, fair art now. What? I'm mispronouncing. That's, that's no, your that's, podcast. No, that's not mispronouncing anymore. What you just did is sort of making up a sentence. That's I, not mispronouncing. Well, you Unless said, what you mispronounced was viewer mail opening it up. <laughs> no, I was mispronouncing Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That's the name of your pod, extra uh, podcast. That is my... No, you have uh, the thing about peanuts. Oh, that's right. You have a podcast about what is that uh, peanuts. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, is, what was it I called? Came up with Mike Nothnagel, what was Ryan's peanut podcast called? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I just know that you talked about peanuts and peanut innovators. Right, peanut and peanut innovators. <laughs> but that wasn't the title. I can't no, remember what, what the was title the was. Title? Something I don't know. Good. It was like, I'm nuts with Ryan Hecht. I don't remember. <laughs> it was better than that, though. Um, John Delphin finishes his viewer mail by telling us, speaking of tournaments whose dates have changed, because we got screwed out of going to Pleasantville right. because the dates changed. Right. Uh, he says, you know that next ACPT got pushed up a week. Yes, we know this. Do you know this, gentle viewers? Yes. Uh, the ACPT is uh, when now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you did need to look up something. on the Say year. something. Uh, yes, it used to be, it's traditionally, I believe, the last weekend in February. And so it kind of straddles February and March. But and now it's a week earlier, and the dates are? Uh, February 19, 20, and 21. There you go. 2010. There you go. Uh, those are a weekend in February. <laughs> those are. Those are exactly what those are. Um, uh, so so we, we, we have a fresh and not so fresh. It's the rancid fresh viewer here, mail from the, Andrea Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Uh, so Andrea says uh, she begins her viewer mail with P.S. You wanted a <laughs> you wanted a word that ended in J.A. plus two Z's. How about we jazz? <laughs> so I spell that. Uh O-U-I-J-A-Z-Z, like a Ouija's board. Oh, now this is because you were coming up with a crossword puzzle idea that added a Z-Z to the ends right. of pre-existing terms. Right. Why was I coming up with that? I don't remember. Did that something to do with my peanut podcast? I don't think so. No. Uh, but the, the, the clue for Ouija's could be conjuring up Django Reinhardt's spirit. Okay. Because he was a jazz guitarist i believe i believe so and uh, a wee jazz board would conjure up his spirit okay so there's that okay uh and uh andrew says and here is my stab at your two contests now this uh, i'm just going to preface this by saying this is not the contest that we're no this, this is, is not now's these contest are, these are this old... is old contest this yes. is the contest the uh, uh lunch item that contains a b c d e f g h and i and had enumeration 1235 my guess banana cake hot fudge Banana cake. Banana cake hot fudge. B A N A N A I C A K E. Banana cake. Banana cake. Banana cake hot fudge. Banana that cake. is a common lunch order. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Andrea. Yes. Uh, and uh, and the cheers in the other room. Oh, that was on the recording from yes, Adam. The yeah. cheers in the other room were for a Doug Peterson striptease. Yes, yes. That's in fact, absolutely that's, correct. That is true. Yes. Doug Peterson did do a striptease yes. at Lollapazoola too. He did. 
and then she finishes up by saying, I'm seriously contemplating a move to New York. I can't bear to keep missing out on everything. But Andrea, you should move out to New York, and that way we can all hang out. That's true. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Closing it up. Closing. 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 This sounds like a remix. <laughs> Opening it up. Closing. 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 <laughs> Opening it up. Closing. Closing. Wow, that was close. That was really... You always had uh, to read more viewer mail. Oh, my God. Well, our next segment is reading a little bit of mail, but it isn't viewer mail. It's fiction with Thomas Heilman. Yes. Uh, am I going to read this? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I will introduce it by saying that uh, the title of this fiction is Spikes, Freaks, and Pasadena Pride, and we will be doing it in installments. So, so this, this is this is installment one? This is installment number one. Dear Ryan and Brian, somewhere in the last few podcasts, you guys reminded me of the time when I was a boy and we were playing volleyball <laughs> in gym class. This was in the early 70s, and our gym teacher, Captain Jack Christie, had a visitor that day, some guy he went to school with and who now was a state cop. He was loud and acting kind of drunk, and I remember he begged Captain Jack to let him play some volleyball. Things were different back then. People hitchhiked without worrying about serial killers, for example. I hitchhiked all the time. I cut school one time with three friends to attend a peace rally at Market Square in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was 50 miles away, and we got lots of rides and had no trouble, though we refused the one ride where the guy said, the kid with the blonde hair can sit up front. To be continued. And uh, the things that you can look forward to in the next installment are... He probably never even thought of killing us. His nose burst like a ripe tomato. And that's how it went for a while. Yes. So that will be in installment number two. Now, we know that Thomas Heilman, uh, only about half of what he says is true, right? Yes. So... Is that true in the installments as well? I mean, is it commutative? So, like, uh, half of installment one is true, half of installment two is true, or if we did six installments, three of them are true and three of them are not. Isn't like, that? The, you think you said the same thing in a, two different ways? No, I think you did. No, I didn't. Yes. Imagine I have uh, three piles of change. Imagine I have four piles of change that okay. each add up to a dollar. Okay. If I give you half of my money, am I going to give you? two entire piles of change and keep two for myself, or am I going to count 50 cents out of each of the four piles and give you four piles of 50 cents each? I understand the net result is the same, uh -huh. but independently it's not. Since we're reading this in installments, can we assume that half of installment one is false, or is all of installment one false because all of installment two is true? On Do you see what I'm saying? On Martha's Vineyard, there is a seafood restaurant called The Net Result. Okay, so you're not seeing what I'm saying. You're just sort of listening to everything I've said, picking one <laughs> random bit out of it, and going on a tangent. Yes. Okay. Uh, correct. So? So? so which is it? So it, it, there, Half of this installment half of is true? Half of each installment is true, and the other half of each installment is false. All right. So, yes. all right. That, well, that's what I was asking you yes. in the first place. Right. So Why if, couldn't you just answer For that? instance... Why did you have to, like, let me go on on a rant? You let me go on on a rant earlier. No, I didn't. I just let you do the opening segment by yourself. That's a rant. That's not a rant. You you don't rant. I rant. You for, don't rant. For instance, Captain Jack Christie? Yeah. Actually a lieutenant. Oh, not, not Captain Jack. Lieutenant no. Jack. Lieutenant Jack. All right. All right. That seems reasonable. So now we're moving on... Are we moving on? Let's move on. Let's move on to the Oracle with Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinary constructor, the Friday puzzle, and the Oracle. Just for a, maybe I'm the maybe I'm alone with this. Maybe I'm alone with this. 
But in in the wrap up of Lala Pazula two, Son of Pazula with uh, Adam Hirsch, our friend who most definitely does not work at NPR, he did his little audio thing. Yes. And in that audio, Mike Nothnagel said he was the math teacher at the Culinary Institute of America. I think he said culinary. Are they both correct? I don't know. I, either do I. Mike, which is correct, culinary or culinary? <laughs> anyway, that made me laugh because I didn't know. I'm an ignoramus, and I did not know that there was an actual math professor at the Culinary Institute of America. I don't think there is. I think there's one at the Culinary <laughs> Institute of America. Right. So I. You thought at, that Mike taught at Vassar. I think maybe I did. Or or a, a like school. Because he lives up somewhere near Vassar, so right. you assumed he taught math at Vassar. I did. Now, I looked it up online. I went to the, to the CIA website. Yeah, which is, of course, the, the Culinary Institute right. of America, not it's, the Central Intelligence Agency. No, not at all. Okay. And he does indeed teach math at the CIA. Uh-huh. I am... Uh, so, but this is based in the fact that you had no idea where he taught, so you jumped to the incorrect conclusion that he taught at a, a standard academic college. And not at a specialized institution. I thought he was, I, yes, I thought he you was thought making he a talk. joke. I thought he was. Oh, on Adam's thing when he said, I teach math at the Culinary Institute of America. I thought he was America, making a joke. You thought he was kidding. I, yeah, I thought it was like, oh yeah, well I teach chemistry at Juilliard. Uh-huh. I thought it was right. something like that. Okay. But it, but, but. Or teach theater at Vassar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey Uh Right, so, so I stand corrected. So he actually does teach he math. He does teach math. At a cooking school. At a cooking school, all right, and and it's, it's but why not? I mean, no, chefs no, need to, no. There's absolutely. I mean, I mean, the, where, how I read it I, on the site. I mean, it's very important math. I mean, it's stuff about knowing how to budget stuff and how much to to buy if you're yeah. running a restaurant. It's very sure. complicated stuff. Yeah, you have to understand all. I, of that. I was not you have degrading to understand weights, uh, right? And, uh, I was measurements. Not, I was not degrading conversions. Mike Nothnagel at all. I just think that uh, I like to cook, and I think that's great. So, anyway, Mike, uh, the Oracle, says, Hi, guys. A pyramid can theoretically have as many faces as you want. By definition, a pyramid is a geometric solid formed when you connect a base, which can be any polygon, with a point called the apex. The number of faces will depend on what polygon you use for the base. In general, if the base of a pyramid has n sides, the pyramid will have n plus 1 faces. For example, a pyramid with a square base will have five faces, and a pyramid with an octagonal base will have nine faces. Octagonal. Why? You know what? No. It's octagonal. It's octagonal. It is not. Look at it. Spell it. Octagonal. Octagonal. Well, you say octagonal, and I say octagonal. Good no. <laughs> octagonal. <laughs> octagonal. Um, now, this seems very f- similar to the to the Decker formula. Uh what, in that it's an n plus one kind of equation, right? Sure, but Decker's is but is, Decker's is actually n minus one, right, where n, n is the number one. of. Threads. So it's kind of like a sister uh, 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 equation. So pyramid faces equals uh, equals sides of the base plus, plus one. one, and uh, sandwich Decker's right. equals pieces of bread minus one. Now, what if you made a large sandwich in the shape of a pyramid? What would happen? Well, if it was if it was truly in the shape of a pyramid then the bottommost piece of bread would define how many sides that pyramid had. So that would be N. The number of sides on that piece of bread would be N. Right, but then the number of deckers would not have, would have to be something besides N. Oh, you'd have to use a different variable. variable. Yeah. Like, like M. Sure, you could use M. Could use X. You could use X. Probably better not to use N and M, since it's 
sometimes difficult just upon hearing them to discern. Which I would is use which. D for Decker. Yeah. I, I know people use N a lot when describing sort of uh, Numbers. math concepts, but I think in algebra, people tend to use X and Y yes. more often. Yes. Maybe it's because algebra leads to graphing, and those are the X and Y axes. Right, Descartes. Uh, Descartes? Descartes. Didn't he come up with all those with axes? graphing? Yeah. Didn't uh, he see a fly walking across the ceiling, and then he said, oh, I can graph that. And then he really? graphed it, and then that was Descartes. Descartesian, Descartesian philosophies. I think that's Cartesian. Cartesian? I don't know if it's who is, Descartes. Who's Cart? Who are you talking? Who's about? Cartesia? I don't know. It's a country. It's a country in Europe that I don't know the Cartesia? capital. Cartesia? Yeah. Cartesistan? <laughs> Cartesistan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Mike Nathanagel. Who is Descartes? Who's Descartes? Who's Cartesia? And who graphed the fly on the ceiling? Yes. Please, who's... we need to know these things. These are very. You have a lot of work things. ahead of you. Yes, you really do. Yeah. Uh, so get out of school. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the Oracle. Thank you very much, Mike. Our next segment is about the arc. The arc. Ryan uh, has kind of slowed down in his development no, of the inner nerd puzzle. No, that is not true at all. No, it's not true at all. We we have we have to have the inner erd inner erd <laughs> the inner erd puzzle. We've been going back and forth. We we've, we've got we've, the theme entries in place, and we're working on the fill. We're, we're trying. What we're trying to do, which may or may not be possible, is to put in a lot of podcast Ryan and Brian centric entries in the fill. So we've been going kind of back and forth, yes. putting in Phil, kind of trying to work it out. Um, so we may, Ryan really wants to put in this one word. Well, I said that I that I that I needed to put in this one word, but with the I f- tried to put in aler. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, I was gonna, but that was just as a joke. Clue it as Oriole for one or something, <laughs> and because uh, I know how much Ryan loves aler. Right. Uh, no, but in in the same spot in the grid, just the way the fill seems to be coming together, uh-huh. there there's a limited number of possibilities here. Right. Because it's it's a four-letter word that starts with A and ends with R. Right. And obviously, there's a lot of words that can go there, but the way that the crossings all seem to line up, it's fairly limited what actually is going to end up working. Right. And uh, although A-L-er is one of them, another one that seems to fit that Ryan really likes is... R. As in a noise a pirate makes. Right. A-R-R-R. Right. Now, uh, you don't like that. I don't. You don't like it. I don't. And I looked on Expert Info, and it actually has not been in the New York Times. Yeah, I actually looked on cruciverb.com, and it's not been in anything. Now, see, I don't understand. Now, R-R. When when anybody says, starts talking like a pirate, Mm -hmm. you say, talk like a pirate, they they always, without fail, say R. Yes, it's true. So that's kind of a universal thing. I, yes, it is. The sound is a universal thing. But, this, but you think the spelling I is I think different. that it is not an, a spelled thing that has any definitive answer whatsoever. Well, it, there is no way that you can actually know that without getting all of the crossings. But that's... I, There's no, no way. I, I think you can guess at it. Okay. But, but th- that's not the kind of thing that goes in a crossword puzzle. But no, but they, there, are, there are sounds that go in crossword puzzles. Yeah. Like, like splat. Yeah, but there's only one way to spell splat. But it sounds... I know that. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying there's only one way to spell splat. There's a number of ways that you could spell the sound a pirate makes. Right. Without knowing which one you're thinking of. How about if we put V-A-R, what if we put variation? That makes it even worse. <laughs> They're all variations. <laughs> I, you know... It's, it's not a definitive I entry. St- I they, still think... I, okay, it's not... It, you're right, but I think it's a fun entry. I think a pirate entry can be a lot of fun, but I think an entry in a crossword that there, there is absolutely no 
true answer to. It's that's kind of made up. Uh, you know, there's yeah, I mean, there's no support for it at all. Well, and and you know, Will Shorts has talked about both in the movie and in all of the, you know, any any written down like the rules about designing your crossword puzzle is that the entries have to actually have some foundation to them. Right. They have to be found in a dictionary. They have to be found in a reference book. They can't just be things that you made up, like A-R-R-R. Well, you didn't make up the concept of sounding like a pirate, but right. in this instance, you have made up with absolutely no foundation and no reference point right. this particular spelling of it. Yes. Yeah. So that's why it becomes an invalid entry, I think. All right. Now, as I said to you before, if you want to submit this puzzle and have that in there, go ahead. But I think that that, intro, uh, that entry is uh, invalid. I think it Well, you make good points. I don't have any real defense except for the fact that I like it. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? That's that's why we're talking about it on the show. That's why. Because we'd like to know what you guys think. Yes. Um, now that you've said all that, we probably won't put it in. But if people really like it and you think that it's a valid... If you think it's a valid entry, write in and tell us why because I don't have any other reason. So the, the, the puzzle is coming along quite well. I can't wait. To sum up. I'm looking forward to solving it. <laughs> I feel you'll do pretty well. You think? At least, you maybe not as well as Dan Fair, but you'll do well. You know what? That'll be true. That is, when, will be true. When the puzzle comes out, I will take longer to solve it on the applet than Dan Fair will. Yes. And I'll have written some of it. Dan Fair, who has shaved his head. What? He shaved his head. Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh, this is the party you weren't invited to. I saw Dan Fair like four days ago. He had a party last night that you weren't invited to. Not last night, Friday night. And he shaved his he head? He shaved his head. Why? I don't know. Why wasn't I invited? I think you were invited. I don't think I was. Well, if you look at his Facebook picture, he is a shea, has a shaved head. He looks Dan like... Fair, why didn't you invite me to your party? <laughs> this you was... invited Ryan and you didn't invite me. I believe he invited you. I think you may have... And you saw me three days ago. Four days ago. Last week. You saw me. <laughs> Sometime last year. Uh, I'm a little bit hurt, Dan. Well, he's bald I understand now. if you like Ryan more than me, that's fine. He he's probably, more likable. Maybe he did it to, to have a, a, a more of a connection with me, because I am bald. Right. So last week's contest was, uh, what 14-letter famous name has no left-right symmetric letters if written in all capital letters? This was given to us by... Commissioner Peter Gordon's yes. super threat. Yes, indeed. And uh, what a number of people discovered in solving this contest was that there's only one vowel that actually satisfies this. Right. Because A, I, O, U, and even Y are all left-right symmetric. Yes. So it has to be a name that contains nothing but the letter E. And uh, oddly enough, we got a couple of entries that were wrong and were the same, right. which was Renee Zellweger. Now, what was wrong? Because the W is left-right. Because the W is left-right symmetric. Sometimes. And, although somebody pointed out, I don't remember who it was, that in certain fonts, the W is not left-right symmetric. That's true. Which is true, but kind of in general, basic capital letters, it is. Right. So the actual answer is... Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Fantastic comedian. Yes. So we got a number of people you, who did correctly answer I, I this. I do have a question, though. Oh, what's that? How do you go from knowing, okay, so the person is only going to have ease. How do you go from that and then make the leap to coming up with the answer? Uh, I would think that you start thinking of names that have E's in them. Maybe names that start with E. Yeah. So name some names that start with E. Ephraim. Okay. Engelbert? You say that like that's a reference to something. No, no. Well, Engelbert? I, I can't think. I'm trying to think of names that start with E that is not Ellen. Are not Ellen. Is not? We're not. 
will not be Ellen when they come out of my mouth. Uh, what? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so uh, we've, we, we have an answer. We have a, a winner, and right. uh, now let's figure out who the winner is. Okay, we're using our brand-new pickle-yodeling picking winner, me- winner picking method. This is the beginning of the part where the yodeling pickle happens, and we're not going to listen to the yodeling pickle because I'm going to talk nonstop throughout the entire time that the yodeling pickle is yodeling because I can't stand the sound of that damn pickle. It's just so stupid. All right. Now, it may be stupid, but that's how else are we going to pick the winner? <laughs> and the winner is... June Pock, Squirrel of Discord. Congratulations. Now, June, uh, you currently have a credit with Be More Smarter Industries yes. of one prize, and now add to that two prizes. We have no idea what you want, so we, you need to tell us what you want. We don't know what June wants for a past prize. We don't know what June wants for a current prize. And we don't yep. know what Amanda, Amanda Yeznowitz, the unparalleled peril of Verz engineer, is shining light to us all. We don't know what she wants. She won a contest a few weeks ago. And if she has told us what, we, what she wants... We don't know what it is. I'd like to say something else about Amanda. Now, okay. I, I love Amanda. I think she's fantastic. We've never before sung happy birthday to anybody on a show. Yes. She's not responded. No, not at all. She's not said one word to us. She, I think she her left birthday a came and went. I think she left a comment. But we've gotten no viewer mail from her no. about her birthday. No. Zero. None. Plus, she was a guest on the show. She was a guest on the show. And we serenaded her. And we her. sang happy birthday to her on the show. Yes. Which, in my mind is better than if one of us were to have just called her on her birthday. Oh, I think it's much birthday. better. Don't you think? Yeah, but nothing. Nothing. Bupkis. Nothing. Yep. Zero. It's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, Amanda, I think maybe now you don't get a prize. <laughs> I think we're we're uh, you know what? I'm let's that's we'll, it. We'll we'll see. No prize we'll see. from you. You have a chance to make it up. But I just want to make We sure have a chance to make it up? You have a chance to make it up. It's too late. I think she had until this episode to <laughs> respond, and she didn't. I think she has until next episode. Let's, I don't. Let's, let's go with that. All right, you can send her a prize. Right. I am not participating I, in the prize. I just want to make sure that we've got all our bases covered. Joanne Sullivan. Yeah. Barry C. Silk is on third. <laughs> Joanne Sullivan is on second. And Ching Lung Hu is on first. <laughs> Ching Lung Hu? Ching Lung Hu. He plays for the Dodgers. His last name is Hu. And they say, who's on first? You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. And when he comes up to bat, they play Who Let the Dogs Out. Uh... Joanne Sullivan, we know what we're going to get for you. You have a prize that's coming to you. We already picked it out. And Andrew Carla Michaels. We know what your prize is, too. Not yet. That's not the nickname. Andrew Carla Michaels. We're going to send it to you as soon as we get it. (laughs) Not yet. Yes. Wait, do it one more time. Andrew Carla Michaels. Have we bought her prize? Not yet. Okay. Okay, See, now we made it work. Look at that. So this week's contest comes to us from Doug Peterson, Crossword Gentleman, a man about town. Doug Peterson. By the way, thank you to everyone who has sent us co- uh, contest ideas. Yeah, they're great. I was going to say concert ideas. <laughs> thank you for the concert ideas. Uh, uh, they're no, great. Terrific contest ideas, and now we are going to uh, mix it up a little we're bit. We're going to be peppering them in. Yeah. So uh, this week uh, we have a contest from Doug. He says, think of three world capitals. Already I feel like June Pock is going to win this. <laughs> yeah, he's big on the geography. Think of three world capitals. Anagram each capital into a common English word. Now, make a sentence with these three words. It's a sentence that might have been spoken by Noah as he hurried to get all the creatures on the ark. This sentence is the answer to the contest. Now, in addition to contests, we are looking for something else that people might send to us. Yes. A couple weeks ago, we uh, followed our standard thunder noise with a very, very peculiar voiceover provided to us by Keith Robert Murray. I think... 
Rainbow so. Assassin? I think he's the one who sent it. It's not his voice. It's a recording. Something about trombones. Something about 21 trombones. But there are no trombones in the recording. No, no, no it's just somebody talking about trombones. It's about trombones, yeah. Uh, and so sometimes we use a goofy sound after the thunder, and sometimes we don't. But if you happen to send us anything that's a goofy sound, uh, that's great. We'll use it after the thunder. We definitely use it after the rbxblog thunder. rbxblog at gmail.com. Yeah, because we, we've, we've run out of the internet for ideas for this anyway look on the horizon it's a thunder god putting together an ikea bookcase monday september 28th by lynn lempel turkeys duds bombs busts and flops this is describing my week of solving puzzles yeah you didn't have a great week. i had the worst week i've ever had it's a disastrous week oh wait oh oh my god wait um, Tuesday, September 29th by Paula Gamache. This uh, it was all about phrases set on a first set on a boat. Like, so this is like the answer to Doug's contest. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's the, the answer to Doug's contest is deep six. It is. Yes. How about R? <laughs> deep six R. Yeah. Deep oh. anagrams into pair. Uh-huh. Uh, six into kissing. And uh, uh, how does deep anagram into pair? P E O. I was thinking of reap. Wednesday, September 30th, by Kevin G. Durr-Eucalus. It's people from Concord, Massachusetts. There are a lot of smart people in Concord, Massachusetts. Are there? Have you ever been to Concord, Massachusetts? They don't let you into Concord, Massachusetts, Not anymore. They? Not no, anymore. They, they have an intelligence, uh, uh, you must be this smart to ride this ride. <laughs> oh, I was actually thing. thinking about the, the grape incident. But... Oh, yeah, well, that that was pretty serious. Thursday, October 1st, by Patrick Isana Hindi Maring Makita Kundi Pati Narina Brooklynite. Ng sabisi iyo kasama ang isa lasa dimang banging bagi bagi sa aking pa Blindauer and Rebecca Young. This made a rose compass. Yeah, did you know that like the New York Times print edition had the rose compass what, already what is, drawn in the middle? It was already there. That and the across light sense. edition, that square was blacked yeah, out. Yeah, that square was blacked and out. And two of the clues were missing. Right, and also on the Apple. It's a fantastic puzzle, but unfortunately, completely derailed by the New York completely. Times. Completely. Friday, October 2nd, by Brad Wilbur. Sam Elliott? <laughs> Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott? Don't you love Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott has a great voice. Sam yes. Elliott just, uh, it's always very low. Have you, have you seen, he does the voiceover for a commercial for bank, for, for some sort of beer, and he calls it Coors, the banquet beer. Saturday, October 3rd, by Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town. Bee in one's bonnet. This, this crossword puzzle was a bee in your bonnet. I'm going to decline to speak on this crossword puzzle. <laughs> Sunday, October 4th by Todd McKay. Todd McKay McClary. Initial offerings. So this had, had a person's name. Yes, and then their initials was a thing. Like Don King's DK. Right. Like a uh, boxing promoter's tooth problem. Was something exactly, like that. Exactly. Is that like, so we were thinking about what would ours be yeah. if we were in this puzzle. Yeah, apparently Brian Simmitz beat soup. And Ryan Hex earache. Yeah, those aren't. They don't quite work. They they they're pretty close though. Sort of. They're pretty close. There, there's no. What's an R H? And and earache. R H is earache. Yeah. No. And B D K actually sounds like D K. Right. 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 D K. Now it's interesting that the D K was the trick to Don King's D K. Wasn't it like a week ago when yes. D K was with, with, one of the Patrick Berry? Yeah, with the Patrick Berry puzzle was, that I didn't do very well on. Right. You didn't do very well on that <gasps> one. You know what I didn't do. What? I didn't do a Patrick Berry puzzle this week and talk about it on the podcast. Well, there it I'm is. I'm going to do two for next week. I'm going to do three for next well, week. Ta- and take a picture of yourself. Oh, wow. I'm a disaster. It has been a bad puzzle week for me. It has been. I'm going to go back to doing Mondays. Are you? That would be very nice. If I went back to do, I'm not going to blog about them. 
Well, at least doing them would be nice. I did I did today's puzzle. Good. Yeah. It was a good fun puzzle. I did it on the MacBook game software. I did it on my iPhone. <laughs> you just like having that software so you can say that word. MacBook game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that two words, actually. Well, I, you know, 